Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today, as always, and you're staying healthy and fit as you should, and continue to keep your body and mind strong. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the Ultimate Multiple Powder. Told you guys yesterday on our visual show today, we're doing audio only. And as you saw and you can see on the website right now, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, you voted. It won by a landslide, actually. The Ultimate Multiple Powder won as product of the week. And it's on sale now for a whopping over 15% off. And again, I tell you guys, you vote for it. Whatever wins, wins. We had all the products as far as all the Ultimates on the website all week. And the uh, Multiple Powder won. So the people have spoken. And it's on sale over 18 or excuse me, over 15% off on the website at healthmasters.com. So be sure to take advantage of it right now. And also, too, the last day to grab any of the fit food on the flash sale that we had. Very limited supply left on that. I'll be taking that sale off down uh, later on today. The fit food protein over 18% off for that formula. Talked about it on the show repeatedly. Probably one of the best tasting chocolate proteins with cacao powder in it, cocoa powder, and you can find on the market. Super clean, super strong, great formula for pre workout, post workout, and everything in between, including meal replacements. So be sure to check that out before the sale goes off later on this afternoon at healthmasters.com. And one of the biggest things that I was very glad to see last night, if you guys saw, the Senate has blocked the 120 almost billion dollar bill for Mexico border and Ukraine. This was probably one of the most insane attempts at money laundering I've ever witnessed in my life. I told you guys we went through the bill in detail at the beginning of this week. The insane amount of money that was going to Israel and Gaza and Palestine at the same time that so we're funding both sides of everything and giving an enormous amount of money to Ukraine while putting a few pennies down the southern border with all those pennies actually being used to help facilitate more people coming across the border. And so essentially the Senate blocked it. And uh, the chamber attempted to advance the foreign aid bill, which included funding for U.S. allies. <laughs> it was insane. It was so stupid. You can't even get into it any further. And uh, what happened was the Senate blocked it, and uh, the vote was 49 to 50. This is a big deal because if you guys read through any of this, as I said a minute ago, this was probably one of the largest, most blatant attempts at money laundering we've ever witnessed with the amount of money that was going to other countries. And the thing about this is, and this is what we talked about, that I talked about in detail this week, the United States is completely insolvent when it comes to cash flow. We don't have the luxury of blowing another $120 billion, which is over, over, over a tenth of a trillion dollars and just blowing it out of nowhere to essentially, oh, you know, we got, we got to help these other countries so they can continue to keep bombing each other. Uh, we don't have the money. It's not there. We're maxing out credit cards that are already maxed out to give money to people that give zero to us. And so the vote was 49 to 50 with 45 Democrats and four Republicans supporting the bill's advancement. It did not get what it needed to go forward, and essentially it got stopped. And uh, glad to see this nonsense completely and totally stonewalled because, again, this was absolutely insane. And yet at the same time, you know, yesterday we were talking on the show about some of the transcript from Putin and Tucker Carlson. And I was looking a little bit more on that today. And what's crazy about it is, you know, Putin had some very valid points. We said, you know, what's going on in the southern border is almost laughable, but it's deadly. 
while at the same time we're literally spending hundreds of billions of dollars to support other countries' borders across the entire globe. The southern border is wide open, and it's continually being led wide open. This is why I've told so many people. I had a, two buddies over last night that I train with on a regular basis and do a lot of operations and stuff, and they we're having a detailed conversation. And we're all on the same page. I said, the one thing that everybody needs to be aware of at this time now is that at a certain point in time, we're going to reach a powder keg boiling point. We're going to reach a tipping point where you're going to have the amount of people that are coming here illegally and the ones that are actually very intrusive that want to do harm to the United States. They're going to have a significant following, and a large amount of the population is going to follow their lead on whatever they decide to do. And essentially at that point, the American population, the patriot community needs to be aware of it, needs to be able to handle the situation, and needs to be able to defend their family, their friends, and their country because there's no doubt about it. The people, a large percentage of the people that we've seen now in these interviews that are coming across the border, they're not asylum seekers. They're not here because they're trying to flee certain things. They're blatantly coming here because they want to push an agenda, and they're being paid and told to come here. And so, again, that's why it's so important to continue to stand up and stay strong, train, operate, and stay aware of what's happening. And that also means keeping your body really, really healthy. The ultimate multiple powder, I was talking to my buddy last night. He runs it every single morning. And I told him, I said, you know, I told him I run like two scoops, my shake. He goes, you run two scoops? He goes, I'll run one scoop first thing in the morning. That's all I need. And I'm like, well, that's a really strong product. You know, I've got a couple people that I know that are couples. You know, they buy a can once every like two months that can't last them because it's so potent. The formula is so strong. You don't even need that much if you don't want to. Now, of course, you can stack up on it and do one, two, three, four scoops. But again, it's up to you and how much you want to take. But the dosing and the ingredients are so strong, they have significant results for everybody that takes them. And that's why we stand on our 90-day money-back guarantee. And that's why I encourage everyone to continue to maintain your overall health. And there's just a few simple products you can do if you're wanting to keep everything basic. And the ultimate multiple powder is definitely one of them. So be sure to call us up if you need anything on that healthmasters.com or check out the website and grab it on sale right now and how are you doing this morning dan also i'm doing absolutely wonderful in fact let me uh, attest to that ultimate multiple powder years ago probably about seven years ago i was up on the roof don't fuss at me i was on the roof and i stepped back into a cricket by the fireplace up there the chimney and uh somebody tried to grab me i was fine and it twisted me around backwards and i landed on my fifth metatarsal on my left foot and broke my fifth metatarsal broke my foot so then I got to climb off the roof, uh, basically, you know, through the gutters and down a ladder with a broken foot. That was special, by the way, and ended up basically having to be put into a boot and get x-rays, et cetera. The fracture, the fracture did not displace, so the bone was still straight. It was just cracked, and I started taking the ultimate multiple powder, and the doctor told me, he said, who looked at the x-rays, he said, I don't think this is going to heal without pinning your foot, pinning this bone. And I said, well, I disagree with you. I said, it's not a displaced fracture. It doesn't require surgery. I've got a great product called Ultimate Multiple Powder, and it should be able to heal it pretty fast. And boy, did it heal it fast. I mean, it, it, that thing knitted back together great. And to this day, I still have no problems whatsoever with that. So I'm not saying it's going to heal every fracture, every bone that you've got or whatever. I'm not making that claim, but I'm saying what happened with me and how good that product is. In fact, it tastes great. It's one of our top-selling products. It's a little bit pricey. I got that. I'm not even arguing about that. I agree with you on that one. But I tell you what, if you don't like swallowing pills and you want the best multiple on the planet, that's it. It's amazing. Austin's right. You don't need like four scoops a day. I mean, one scoop a day is, you know, gets you fired up pretty good. In addition to that, you know, it tastes great and it mixes great. And that's the most important thing. I remember when we came out with that product and we developed it years ago, I told Austin, I said, a lot of people don't like swallowing pills. 
And I said, we've got to find something that will really make it easy for people to do this, especially elderly people who don't want to basically swallow pills or afraid of choking, et cetera, et cetera, or young kids who can't swallow pills because they don't really know how to swallow a pill yet. And that multiple powder is amazing. We also have the kids chewable multiple too. That's also very, very, very good. But the reality is, is that when you put a product into a powder form like that with any, without having to put stabilizers or flow agents and everything else to get it into a capsule without binding agents to put it into a, to a chewable, it really, really absorbs fast. It really does. Now, all of our ultimate multiple powders and capsules and chewables are all excellent. They're all phenomenal. But that particular one, I really, really like, and that's the one that I personally use because it's so potent and it works so fast. So that one's on sale right now. And, I mean, it has, it has like natural beet powder in it, I mean, natural sweetener in it. I mean, there's nothing artificial in there whatsoever as far as any kind of chemicals or whatever. We love that product. It was one of our top premier products, so I'm glad it went on sale. Now, I want to – I'm going to do a little bit of humor here real quick. This is, this is this for me a few years ago. You know, we're having all of these – you know, these immigrants pouring into the country by the millions, by the millions, you know, I mean, that's it. And we know that Klaus Schwab and the boys are doing all this. We know they're pushing it through the World Economic Forum. We know they're doing it through Israel. We read a whole show on that the other day and through the Darien Gap and how this is being funded with $100 million of taxpayers with money, building bridges and roads, et cetera. You guys need to really listen to that one, by the way, the show we did the other day on that. But here's an interesting article. Hank Johnson worries that Guam could capsize after marine buildup. Now, I'm bringing this article out of joke. Uh, it's, I'm gonna, here's, here's why I'm doing this, because I don't like bad news like that, but I'm buffering it. If this is about 14 years ago. This is a representative, Johnson, who's a Democrat out of Georgia. He basically says something that's so unbelievably stupid that it's mind-boggling. And so I'm surprised he hasn't come out now if he's still alive and told us the United States is going to tip over from the aliens that are illegal that are coming across the border. Representative Hank Johnson, Democrat of Georgia, is raising eyebrows with this comment he made about the U.S. Guam territory during a House Armed Services Committee hearing last Thursday. This is the best Democrats can bring us, I guess. In a discussion regarding a planned military buildup on the Pacific Island, Johnson expressed some concerns about the plan. So Admiral Robert Willard, head of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, my fear is that the whole island will become so overly populated it will tip over and capsize. Now, I don't even know how to even comment on this one. Johnson said Willard paused and replied, but we don't anticipate that. Online pundits have wasted no time on putting the congressman for his remarks. Presumably, when you're the head guy of a major fleet for a big-time Navy, you've got plenty of other ways of filling your time other than reassuring congressmen on whether miscellaneous land masses are likely to tip over and sink, Mark Stein wrote at the National Review Online, but it's business as usual in Congress. Now, this is mind-boggling to me that we have people, because obviously these, you know, Guam and all the rest of these islands are built on volcanic, you know, you know, rock underneath the islands, and they, they're not going to tip over. Which they're not floating, in other words. So this, you know, they're not like an iceberg that's floating. So it's just crazy to me when I read stuff like this. And so I'm surprised that the Democrats who basically put this person in the office in Georgia, you know, are not the same ones saying that, hey, open the borders, let everybody come across the border. It's going to be a great day when everybody comes in and everybody basically, you know, has fun in the United States of America. Just thought I'd mention that old story to you. By the way, women. Exposed to everyday plastics are up to 50% more likely to have a preterm birth, study suggests. Phthalates used to make plastics more durable are found in toys and food. Women with the highest markers of exposure are twice as likely to deliver preterm babies. You know, these products are really, really, really bad. We've talked about it before. The chemical used to make plastic containers for food, water, and cosmetics, known as phthalates, are, are believed to be responsible for nearly 60,000 premature births a year in the United States. 
Researchers at New York's University Grossman School of Medicine estimated roughly 10% of all preterm births in 2018 were linked to the chemicals known to disrupt the body's hormones. Remember, these are just five, these are estrogens, which are used to make plastics more flexible and durable. We always warn you about the, you know, all the stuff that's out there in these, in these, in these plastic bottles. The study found the top 10% of pregnant women with the highest levels of phylates in their blood were twice as likely to deliver their babies before 37 weeks. A preterm baby is delivered before 37 weeks. A full-term baby is considered between 39 and 40 weeks. Women who are able to stay away from alcohol and sushi during a pregnancy, but phylates are nearly impossible to avoid, earning them the nickname Everywhere Chemicals. Exposure to the chemicals in the womb can wreak havoc on the developing baby's endocrine system because these are phytoestrogens setting them up for imbalance of sex and thyroid hormones, as well as problems with their motor skills and developmental delays later on in life. Phylates are considered endocrine disruptors for the deleterious effects on the body's natural balance of hormones. Babies who are exposed in utero and phylates of the mother's blood pass through the placenta to the fetus, and the consequences of that exposure run the gamut from low birth weight to memory and learning problems later on for that child. Phylates have a relatively short half-life, meaning they break down within hours in the body, unlike the PFASs, which we talked about yesterday, the Teflons, which are forever chemicals, which also line plastics but remain in the body for much longer, like forever. The PFASs, phthalates, and are hundreds of products, are in hundreds of products, including vinyl flooring, shower curtains, toys, food packaging, cosmetics, cleaning products, exposure to them is constant, including dental floss, which is loaded with Teflon. In most cases, that's the, that's the stuff that most frequently bought ones. For the study, Newark University, University you know, researchers used data from the Environmental Influences on Childhood Health Outcomes Program, a National Institute of Health-led research initiative. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop reading it. I'm going to post it so you guys can see it while I read it online. But what's interesting about this, too, is that here's what they don't address on this. When a woman is exposed, and I've talked about this before, and I want to cover it real quick. When a woman is exposed to estrogens while that child is in utero, while it's in her belly, Okay, that's antagonistic to testosterone. And if you have a child that has a Y chromosome being developed in the mother, she has to produce testosterone from her ovaries and from her adrenal glands to make sure the secondary sexual characteristics that child developed, which includes the penis, which includes, you know, the testicles, etc. Because remember, the clitoris becomes the penis, the ovaries become the testicles, and without sufficient amount of testosterone, that proper maturation and differentiation does not occur. Very important we understand that. That's why a lot of kids now are being born with abnormally small you know, parts of their body because the woman's been exposed to all this estrogen as far as the men. And they also go from a left-brain-dominated hemisphere in many cases to a right-brain female-dominated hemisphere because of the estrogen. Estrogen and testosterone are antagonistic. It's really, really important that if you're pregnant, you don't use milk that's not organic or meats that are not organic, anything that contain estrogen as far as from a stimulating standpoint, from a growth hormone standpoint, don't put it in bovine growth hormones, what we're talking about. Don't allow yourself to get exposed to any of that stuff when you're pregnant. Very, 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 very important because these plastics are extremely dangerous to a developing fetus. Now, why would they put all of this stuff into the developing fetus? Well, because they want to create as many transgenders as they possibly can, and they want to get as rid of as many alpha men as they possibly can, and they want to cause more men to have a right brain-dominated hemisphere to make them more girly so they're not going to stand up against the tyranny that's developing the United States of America, in my opinion. Speaking of the tyranny and what's happening in the U.S., U.S. women have become more liberal. Men remain stable, according to new Gallup poll. Young women's seniors' liberal identities up 11 points since 1999. Middle-aged women have also become more liberal but less strongly. Men's ideological views have changed less but are significantly more liberal. While Notable Law's own, 
the light, the, the leftward shift along over the long term in America's political ideology that Gallup has previously documented is even more significant when reviewing the trend among different age and gender groups. Increased liberalism since the 1990s has occurred much more strongly by women. Certain age groups by men have been steady. Now, I want to also add something to this. A lot of these people that are being polled have come across the border. I mean, we've got 50 to 100 million people in the United States now that have come in illegally. Almost all of them were raised in communist, socialist countries. They're liberals. And when they come into the United States and they're going to be polled, it's going to say, hey, babe, basically, you know, we're more liberal than we were, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Well, the reason for that is because of the massive influx of, that, you know, of people coming into the United States from other countries that are liberal. Secondly, we've got a lot of people that are becoming more liberal because of the TV, because of what they're being taught, because of the Internet, because of pornography, because of all the other things that are happening. You know, I, I've told you guys, you know, I've been in this dating thing now for a few years since Sharon passed away. I cannot believe how liberal women have become in many cases. In fact, many of my dates turn into a one-day wonder. I guess they're more of an interview than anything else. Some of them are as short as 45 seconds. I guess you guys should really hear some of my stories and all that. Some of them 45 seconds, some of them three minutes, some of them five minutes. Because once this liberal ideology starts coming out and they start talking to me like they're a hardcore feminist, at that point in time, I just excuse myself. At that point in time, I no longer want to be associated with them or speak to them, and I certainly don't want to buy them lunch. This is the interesting part about the world as we live in now and how many people have changed so much and how it's changing the entire planet because of what we're happening, what is happening. And Coach Dabamai wrote a really, 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 really good article today. It sounds like he's been listening to the Ted Nelson Brower Show, which I know that he does. <laughs> and it says, the new world order is satanic. By the way, he's a good friend. He goes, what is the old world order, and why do we want to replace it with the new one? Well, the old world order is the one that has Jesus as the head. What you're about to read will make you perfect sense to some of you, others not so much. A worldview, well, is an individual views of the world. What you believe shapes the way that you process information. New Ager Oprah Winfrey calls it your truth, as if the two opposing viewpoints could both be true at the same time. Up cannot be down. Left cannot be right. Inside can never be outside. Once you walk in, you're no longer out. It is basic science and logic, provable, testable, verifiable. Your perspective or viewpoint can change. But up can never be down, and down can never be up. So the, the Old Testament says, what will be up will be down, and everything's going to be inversion. That's what they want, and it's all, it's all a lie. It says that a man can never be a woman. A woman can never be a man, no matter how much one believes it to be true. Bruce Jenner can never be a woman, no matter how much he or you believe he is. Simply believing something does not make it so. There are many different worldviews. We call them things like science, religion, philosophy, but ultimately everything is subject to truth. Here is the simple question we all ask ourselves. Is it possibly something that is not true? If so, how does one determine what is true? Science alone, can science be biased? Can science be bought? Did masks really work? Does COVID shot really work? How do you know who to believe? Now, it's really interesting in here because he goes into Jesus Christ. He talks about all of it. He goes, could it, could it be that the belief and worship of Jesus Christ was the heart of the old world order? And that it is the focus and goal of Luciferians. I would call them the synagogue of Satan. He also does in this article to insert Lucifer as the head of this new world order. That's the answer. To that is absolutely yes. A government where the great I am is no longer in charge in the halls of Congress, but children of the devil usurp power and authority granted specifically to Christian men. What was John Lennon's song? Imagine there is no heaven. Isn't that the heart of the new world order? Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there are no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. No religion, too. Imagine all the people living in peace. 
You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Hope that someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing in all the world. Klaus Schwab could not have said it better. The synagogue of Satan now rules America. But, you know, we need to realize that you cannot serve both God and the devil. You can't do that. It's impossible. Luciferian government supports baby murder, homosexuality, transgenderism, government theft through taxation, an unjust justice system, invasive wars, government-sanctioned murders, pornography is free speech, just to name a few. Charles Finley warned us nearly two centuries ago, and I'm going to read this. This is super important. I want you guys to pay attention to this. We can take this clip and we can post it if we can. Charles Finley warned us nearly two centuries ago. If there is a decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the people press lacks moral discernment, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the world loses its interest in Christianity, the pulpit is responsible for it. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Jesus is the light of the world. We must turn the light back on in America. Coach Dabemeyer, 2023. You know, I love this article that he wrote. This is phenomenal. He Apparently, it's from last year. He posted it this year. But the truth about it, Austin, is this. If we try to change this on our own and the preachers on the pulpit don't get involved in it, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to do that. They knew when they started doing the big tent ministries with the healing ministries back, back in the 30s and the 40s. And they started pushing the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it gospels. And they started taking us away from the lordship of Jesus Christ and repentance. And they started basically making the church you know, completely and totally compromised. They knew at that point that they were going to destroy Christianity. They knew that. They knew with the Schofield Reference Bible that they were going to come in and rewrite the New Testament and rewrite the book of Revelation and rewrite eschatology and make Israel the central focus of everything so they could do whatever they wanted to do to rebuild their third temple to bring in the Antichrist. So the Christians are actually funding the very nation that's going to bring the Antichrist in. And just to make sure the Christians continue to do so, they told everybody they would be raptured in a pre-tribulation rapture so they would no longer have to suffer on this planet. And they could go up to the heavenly grandstands and watch all hell break loose here on this planet. I've heard pastors say that, and they said today it will be the grandstands applauding. You know, watching what's happening as millions and billions of people die and are slaughtered by the Antichrist, which apparently they think is okay. These people that are wanting to be raptured so that everything breaks down. This is one of the reasons that Christians don't get involved in politics because they think they're going to get raptured. This is one of the reasons that Christians don't get prepared as far as knowing what to do in the event that we do have a cataclysmic problem in the United States with the breakdown of the infrastructure. They don't want to be involved in it, so they're going to pretend like it's not going to happen. This is one of the reasons that the name it, claim it, grab it gospel has become so prevalent in the United States because people don't want to hear the truth of what God did and who Jesus Christ is. That's why this is all happening, and this is why they shifted away. Now, over in CERN, over in Switzerland now, they're going to build a, another Haldron Collider, like three times the size of the one they have. that operates at almost ten times the power, trying to find more God particles. 
let me tell you what my opinion is on this. Remember when they had the goddess Shiva out in front? They were doing a mock human sacrifice, and they said their scientists had gotten drunk, and they were doing that. And I've joked about that before. I said, yeah, that's what we all do. We all go get drunk and go have a mock human sacrifice, sacrificing human beings to Lucifer, to the goddess Shiva. Why in the world do they think any of that's okay? That's how they justified it. Remember what this Haldron Collider is trying to do. It's trying to open portals with other dimensions. It talks about this in the article I'm going to post, how they're opening, trying to open portals with other dimensions. They're having a difficult time opening portals. Well, they can't keep them open because God wants them closed. We talked about that in depth on a show a few weeks ago when I talked about the space fence. You can go back into the archives and look at it. Also, remember, I believe this is true. They can't – they are not omnipresent. You know, Lucifer is not omnipresent. He cannot occupy all parts of time space. He is not the beginning and the end. He is not the Alpha. He is not the Omega. He's an imposter. He's a created being. He is not God. God the Father is the beginning and the end. God the Father is the great I Am. God the Father basically is the Alpha and the Omega, and he, he occupies all time space at once. In other words, 100% of God is in the book of Revelation at the very end of this planet, and 100% of God is in the book of Genesis at the very beginning of this new creation that we're in, and 100% of God goes all the way back to Lucifer when he basically had a third of creation go against God. God permeates all of it at the same time, the past, the present, and the future. That's what omnipresent means. What's interesting about this is Satan wants to be omnipresent. They want to use the Halron Collider to be able to time travel, in my opinion, to go back to the beginning. And one of the key things they want to do, remember what it says in the book, in the, in the Bible? It said, had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. He never would have crucified Christ because of what it did. It set an eternal sacrifice with the blood of Jesus to sanctify us for all eternity. So I really believe that they would love to go back and stop the crucifixion. Now, God's never going to allow that to happen. It's like God didn't allow the incursion into his dimension you know, with Satan's rebellion simply because he knew what they were going to do. These guys are so desperate to try to change the plan of salvation because they don't want to sit in hell the rest of eternity. That's what they're doing. By the way, I talked about this in Angel Wars in depth. That's why they started breeding with humans so they could have their own little plan of salvation, and God showed them real quick that wasn't going to work and flushed the whole planet again in Genesis 6. All of this is all part of what's happened to Christianity and why they came out with the name it, claim it, claim it, blab it, grab it, gospels. There's so many evangelists. And let me, let me stop for one second now. I don't have a problem if a preacher has a plane. And he flies back and forth to different campuses that he has around the country. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem if he's got a really nice home in, in, in all the locations where he has campuses. I have a problem with that. But when these preachers come in and they claim to be billionaires, which some of them claim that, and they basically have a fleet of jets and a whole myriad of homes, and their entire family is nepotism as far as in the ministry, and they, they hoard you know, millions or over a billion, some people say, in cash, and that's, that's not being used to feed the poor or to help the sick or to evangelical be evangelical and they just hoard and sit on the money, I've got a problem with that. I really do. I don't care if they drive a nice car or fly a nice plane. I could care less. But when they want to sit on the money from nonprofits, when people are sending them money all the time and they want to sit on it and not distribute it, why are some of these evangelists who are billionaires not going into real churches and paying off the facilities? Why are they not going in and just paying off the entire mortgage for these churches and being done with it? Why are they not supporting the pastors of some of the smaller towns and smaller cities? Why can't they just help evangelize? Why aren't they taking out newspaper ads who Jesus Christ is? Why, why are they sitting on a billion dollars in cash? I have no idea, except for the fact that maybe they're not serving the right God. 
Maybe they're not real pastors. Maybe they're basically not a real person who cares about their, the people. Maybe they're just a hireling. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But the sad part about it is, is that these people in these pulpits who don't promote the gospel of Jesus Christ, the repentance that's required as a Christian, to realize they need to walk in all the ways of Christ all the days of their life and continue to seek first the kingdom of God, when they don't promote that, if they're just talking about getting more and more stuff, to me that's not of God. It's not. Now, you guys can write me another letter to say how you disagree with me or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's how I feel. You know, that's why on this show, I talk about Christ all the time. On our show, we make that an emphasis. And obviously, our numbers are way up. We're continuing to grow. Obviously, you guys like that because most alt media doesn't do this. They want to sit around smoking cigars and cussing. I, I, we don't do that on the show. We're going to always glorify God. For, as me and, for me and my household, we will serve the Lord all the days of our life. And so, Coach Dabemeyer, I absolutely commend you and applaud you for writing this article. It is absolutely excellent, especially when you mention the synagogue of Satan in there, because that's exactly what the book of Revelation says is who's in charge and who's doing this. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Great segment, bud. You're 100% spot on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Dabemeyer is awesome. He's a great guy. He's always got some really good content that he puts out all the time. I highly recommend him as well. And you're exactly right with a lot of the stuff that we're starting to watch here. And a lot of this also, guys, you got to understand – it's about normalization and desensitizing the general population to a lot of this perversion. I've talked about this in detail. The more you put this filth that we've seen now, like the transgender ideology in the school systems, the more you desensitize the younger generation to more and more and more perversion as they get older. That's why they're starting so young now. That's why they're promoting this stuff in the media. That's why they're trying to normalize it. That's why they're trying to promote all these toxic compounds repeatedly in the food supply all the time to get people normalized to it. So I talked to you guys yesterday on the show, the video show, that the shot schedule now has become such a norm that I've talked to parents before that they don't even think anything's different or wrong. They go, what do you mean the shot schedule? Oh, no, I, I take my child to the pediatrician every every month, two months. They got to get checked up. They got to get checked up. They got to get their checkup every two, three months. They got to get their checkup. I said, what are they getting checked up for? Oh, you know, we got to make sure they're healthy. Are they unhealthy? Are they blowing their nose? Are they throwing up? Are they losing weight? Well, no, 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 they're, they're fine. So why are they going to a pediatrician? Well, they need their checkup. They need their regular shot schedule. Why? Why are you giving them shots if they're healthy? Well, it's because that's what they recommend. Well, they also recommend that you have, you know, six daily allotted allowances of grains and bread every single day. They also recommend that you get your COVID safe and effective RNA booster shot that's now been linked to a trove of different side effects that we've seen now. Just because somebody says you should do something doesn't mean it's the right thing. News flash. That's the thing that so many people I think fail to realize now is just because the media or even alt media or mainstream media or podcast or any show tells you this is what you need to do. At the end of the day, you've got to come to your own conclusion. And that's what I continually do on this show. And so does dad, as we bring the information to you to say, listen, here's what's on the table. Here's what to look at. This is what I think is relevant. Make your own decision. Make your own informed consent as far as when it comes down to it. And when I've told you guys so many times before, if you get around somebody, you get around an authority figure, you get around somebody in alt media or mainstream media, and they start telling you this is the only option, this is the only thing you can do, you cannot ask questions, you cannot wonder why, you cannot confront anything, you do not question anything in the narrative, this is what you have to do right now really need to question what their entire motive is about it. Because I tell people all the time, question stuff. It's fine. 
not necessarily going to agree with you or disagree with you, but always, you always have the right to question stuff. Doesn't mean you're going to be right. Doesn't mean you're going to be wrong, but everybody has the right to question things. And when you start having groups that tell you, this is the only way to do it. This is the way you have to do it. You've got to always question the narrative, especially when it comes to the health and safety of your young children. Now, we've seen now hundreds of scientific studies that have provided strong evidence that consuming ultra processed food is linked to all types of serious diseases, including cancer, type two diabetes, obesity, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease all across the board. And food companies now have heavily marketed and profited from these ultra-processed foods with addictive compounds that they put in them and then turn around and tell people, oh, well, you need to go to the doctor to fix this. It's a giant circular move to get people to eat these foods and then push them in the medical industrial complex and continue to get them hooked on these foods. That's why MSG is such a prominent food compound and additive because it's addictive. That's what we've ever noticed sometimes. You're at a, a birthday party. And there's, you know, chips and dip. And you're like, oh, I want some chips, I want some dip. You know, generally that's not something I eat anymore, but I have in the past. And you'll notice you start eating them, and you start eating more and more and more and more. And suddenly you just realize, you kind of look it up. You're like, golly, I say, you know, six, seven, eight hundred calories in chips and dip. Well, I can guarantee you almost 100% that there's MSG in both those foods because MSG is pretty much in almost every single chip dip you'll find, and they're in virtually every single chip on the market unless they're organic, and that's for a specific reason. They want you to consume more. They want you to overeat. They want you to grab more of the product. They want you to grab more off the shelf, and they want you to stay sicker and sicker. So again, it takes your informed consent, your ability to actually do your research and take a step back and say, okay, is this something I want to put in my body? And in most cases, the answer is no. Also, too, in other news, this is crazy as well. Following the protest in Brussels last week by the farmers across the European Union, the European Commission has now given them some concessions to the agricultural sector because essentially they've blocked the entire country now, the highways, with their trucks and their basically tractors, which I commend these guys for doing this, by the way. This is this just took a, some serious guts to do this. And what's funny about this is this is how arrogant the European Union is, is that they've come in now and they said – we're going we're gonna to scale back some of the restrictions that we've put in place now. The new commission plans to drop the requirements to reduce farm-related emissions such as nitrogen and nitric oxide by a third and removes the recommendation that EU citizens eat less meat. The commission also went on to say they're offering their proposal requiring farmers to cut pesticide use, which that was already in place already. They also say here the revised commission plans legal language praising the value of the agricultural sector. Note it's important for obtaining the EU goal for food sovereignty. The compromise comes weeks after escalating demonstrations by farmers in France, Spain, Germany, Portugal, Italy, Poland, Netherlands, Belgium, Lithuania, and other EU countries that have essentially shut down the entire country in some roadway areas, and essentially they've said that these fuel subsidies and these unfair trade practices to push this green emission agenda is completely and totally out of control. Now, here's the crazy part about this, right? This is why I brought this up. For the last three months, the Brussels and all these EU commission, all the European commissions and the EU have said repeatedly, we've got to reduce the greenhouse by 90%. Everybody has to stop eating meat. You don't understand. If we don't do these restrictions right now, if we don't do them right this second, 
the entire world is going to melt like an ice cream cone. It's going to fall apart from the heat, from the global warming. You've got to stop eating meat. You've got to eat your fake meat. You've got to get your Bill Gates injection. You cannot do anything. Can't have cows. Can't have goats. Can't have anything. You've got to eat your fake meat and your little plants and your little, you know, your little bugs. And you'll be happy and you'll like it or else everybody's going to die. Well, suddenly now. They've dropped half of the restrictions that they put into place just a few months back that they said had to be put into place or essentially everything was going to collapse and the entire global warming was going to put the entire world as an ice cream cone. But suddenly, suddenly they can reverse half of the stuff that they put into place. Again, it shows you the agenda. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has nothing to do with helping anybody, and it sure as heck doesn't have anything to do with changing the weather. It has everything to do with control and continually monitoring and continually nitpicking the general population to continually go in now and tell them what you can do, what you can eat, what you can grow, what you can think, what you can say. That's what all of this comes down to. And it's ironic to me now they've pushed a lot of the stuff off till 2040. So I guess they're, they're expecting – I guess you could say, Dad, that they're expecting that the general population, the ag sector that had the guts to do this protest across all these different countries, that I guess in the next 15 years, they're not going to be here anymore, and they're going to be able to push this agenda by 2040 now. But again, this is what I've continually told people, and this holds true all the time. Plans put into action like this make a difference, especially on the local sector. These countries, these agricultural sectors, these farmers said, we're not going to take it. We're not going to go along with this nonsense. Granted, was this thing kicked down the road and they're going to try to pull this thing back in the next five or ten years? Absolutely. The fight's not done. That fight is by no means done with this entire green agenda that they're pushing. However, at the end of the day, it shows you that when you start getting grassroots movements and you start getting general populations that band together, that we, the people together, have a much more effective strategy and strength when we come together as one and we provide unity with one another and we continue to push a specific agenda that benefits the people. This is why the mainstream media continually tries to pull everyone apart. Tries to make sure that there is no national unity, that there is no national sovereignty, that nobody's a nationalist, that nobody's proud to be American, that nobody's proud to be a, a Texan or Floridian, nobody's proud to be black or white or Hispanic. You've got to constantly make everything a conflict between every single group. Divide and conquer. The strategy has been very simple for a very long time, and this is why it is so important that I've told people when you are trying to push the truth, you've got to make sure that you open it up as far as you can and you allow people to make their own decisions on this because a lot a lot of times when the general population really sees the truth, really sees the actual truth, they want to make change. Now, again, you always have that portion of the population that they're just so stupefied you can't fix them. I'm just being honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean about anything. But, I mean, the people that you see walking around down the sidewalk with two N95 masks on while they walk by themselves – I hate to tell you, you're not going to do much for them. You, you, it doesn't matter what you say to them, what you tell them, what facts you put in front of them, what research studies you put in front of them. You're not going to change much. There's just certain people that have been so brain and trained that it's that's where they're at. But again, this makes me happy and this shows me that there's still a huge percentage of the population that is willing to stand up and say, no, we're not going to take it. 
We are going to block the roads as long as we have to. We are not going to go along with this massive ag sector push to go in and restrict us from being able to grow food and live freely unmolested on our way. And that's the fact that I'm really proud of these guys did this over the EU. I would like to see the agriculture sector do this more in the United States. The problem with it is now the ag sector in the United States has been bought and paid for by Monsanto and other ag sectors so much now that it's very difficult to elicit any type of change because essentially everything's turning to GMO. And when you got Bill Gates is one of the largest farm holders in the entire country now, you got Chinese nationalists that are buying up huge portions of these farms, and you've got these other companies that are coming in now and buying up all these land. It makes it very, very difficult to come in and actually make any change with the food products. That's why it's so important, in my opinion. Try to find local farmers. Try to find local, you know, kind of dairy farmers, people that you can support locally that are providing you with good food that's clean, that's quality, and you know it's actually going into it. Because nowadays, especially if it's in a box, you can pretty much guarantee that the processing and the compounds and the preservatives in it are on a whole other level of nasty. That's why I always tell people all the time: read the ingredients. If you pull the box up and you start reading the ingredients, it's a paragraph long, half the stuff you can't even pronounce, high probability you probably don't want to put that in your body. Just my two cents on it. What do you think, Ted, as far as when this comes over to these guys over the European Commission shutting a lot of this stuff down? Well, again, Austin, it's about starving the population. I mean, when you yeah. starve the population, you don't let them produce food, you don't let them eat, uh, they're going to be compliant. I mean, when the, when the food truck shows up and they say, basically, you've you got to bring your guns out, you know, or you're not going to get any food, or you got to bring your kitchen knives out. Because you may try to defend yourself with a kitchen knife. You've got to bring those out or you're not going to get any food. Or if you have an axe or a baseball bat, you better bring those out. You think, well, that sounds absolutely silly. Well, in the Russian Revolution, the peasants were disarmed, and they were defending themselves with axes and knives and pitchforks. So you think, well, that can't be true. It was true. That's why they killed you know, for close to 50 to 100 million of them, you know, trying to you know, force communism down their throat. You know, with Lenin and Stalin, who were all basically being financed with the Rothschild banking cartel, who were hardcore Satanists, who had sworn a blood oath, blood oath vengeance against basically the Russian royal family because they had helped and interceded in the War of 1812 and helped fund a bunch of countries in Europe without having to force the Rothschild banking cartel into with central banks. And they swore to wipe out the bloodline, and they did. All of this stuff is, you know, part of this thing that Coach Daubenmeyer talked about as far as the new world satanic order and what they plan on doing. And when you understand that the love of money is the root of all evil, according to Jesus himself, you start to realize what happened with Lucifer in the first rebellion because he was buying and selling and trading. We cover that in detail at Angel Wars. And so he's still doing the same thing. It's greed. It's avarice. It's, you know, I remember years ago, I used to, you know, I, I knew some, had some friends at the Mercedes dealership, and I had, I had a Mercedes SUV for Sharon. And I remember I, I had to take it in for service one day, and, and they just nickeled and dined me on the repair list. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and finally, I went to my sales guy, and I said, what the heck are they doing here? You guys never acted like this before. He said, well, we've been bought up. We've been bought and we've been sold. Now we have a new management team. And the management team comes in. Every single month, and they look at every single deal, and they analyze every single line, and they analyze every single invoice, including from the parts, including repairs. He goes, and if we have a 25-cent bolt, they make sure there's at least a 10% markup on it, so it's going to be 2.5 cents in profit, and that's what they do. They're the bean counters. You go, what the heck? Do they have nothing better than to do than to basically count 2.5 cents as a profit needed for their dealership? And he says, no, that's what they do. Everything, everything is by the numbers, all of it. And this is what you see. You know, I was at a hotel here recently, 
and I don't really get coffee, but I decided to have a cup of coffee that morning because I was going to be doing the podcast with you guys. And the hotel always gave free coffee to titanium guests of Marriott. So I walked down there at 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.02 exactly, to get a cup of coffee. And they said, we're sorry. It's going to be you know $8 for the cup of coffee now because we stopped giving you free coffee at 8 a.m. You're two minutes late. How <laughs> do you think you can't be serious about this? I said, no, I can't make it up. And so I, and they said, but you can go to the front desk and you can protest. You can protest the $8 cup of coffee and they may take it off your bill. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about I just don't do coffee? How about I stick with my remnants of purple sticks? I've, I've had enough. And so I went to the front desk. I said, what the heck? I mean, you don't even tell anybody that coffee's free from six to eight. If you get there at 802, now you're going to charge $8. And they profusely apologized, told me I could have a cup of coffee, which I very rarely drink anyhow. In fact, it was decaf. The crazy part about this is this. How much profit is enough profit? Is it really something that at 802, they can't give a person who's a titanium member with Marriott a cup of coffee? Titanium means you stay like 75 nights a year because we do a lot of traveling and doing shows and interviewing people, et cetera, et cetera, and doing research. And so the crazy part, you think back and you go, how much greed is enough greed? And I see it all the time, Austin. I see it all the time with organizations. I see it with you know with you know with Chevron and Shell and all these corporations that are being run by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. They bring their own management teams in. They bring in their own CFOs. Heck, they, you see it with nutritional supplement companies. You see it with suppliers. You see it with everything. They bring the bean counters in, and they start just raping the people and not even thinking about the fact about customer service or loyalty. I've seen it over and over and over again in my life. That's why I'm not going to be like that. I've never been greedy. I've always been a giver. I always try to help people. I always try to do what's right in God's eyes. I always try my best to be a Christian. Sometimes I'm not as good as others at that time, and sometimes I get a little fussy. But the reality is, is this. I'm going to always stand my ground for Jesus. I'm going to always do what's right in his eyes if I can, and that's what people don't understand is that you know, it doesn't have to be about avarice and greed. It doesn't have to be about the love of money is the root of all evil. We don't have to live like that. You know, you, I had a friend of mine, oh gosh, I got to be careful what I say, and I, I, the guy would literally get a calculator out to calculate a 15% tip. So you know, if it was $10, you know, it was a $1.50 tip, he would pay the tip to the penny. I mean, he would put $1.50 down. And then he ended up, you know, basically saving up a lot of money doing that and working as an educator and became a millionaire. And now he has cancer. He had come down, come down with cancer. Multi-millionaire, but he never lived his life. Always drove old, old cars. And you think, why in the world are people like that? With me, I figure, you know, if it's a $50 bill, 10% of that is, you know, $5 times 2 is $10. You have a $10 tip. If you get exceptional service, you basically give them a little better tip. That's how I see it. I, I'm never I'm never the guy that's going to be counting to the pennies. I don't do that. And so the sad part about it is, is that when you get like that and you get real, how should I say, I guess, I guess better words, no, it's just anal. That's all you can say. And everything's always by the penny, by the this. And you become greedy and you become very tightwadish is the word, I guess. And I've, I've seen it. And then you want to, then people want to argue about stuff all the time. They want to, and here's what I've learned. And I heard a pastor say this one time. He said, givers never kick and kickers never give. So the vast majority of the bad emails that I get to the AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com, when I look the people up, they don't buy product from Health Masters. 
they don't they don't do anything. They don't do, they don't support the show whatsoever. But they're sending me letters trying to basically tell me how to run the show, what to do on the show, and criticize. And when they start some of this stuff, I just block and delete them because I'm not going to listen to it. And invariably, every single time I've done that and I've gone back, they may have supported us and bought you know fifty dollars worth of product a year ago, five years ago, or whatever. And then they've never bought anything else, but they're still criticizing the show. When I see all that, I just I don't I really don't want to talk to them. You say, well, that's a terrible attitude, Ted. No, I'm not being serious. I mean. You know, here, here's how I look at it this way. You know, if you go to a dance, you got to dance with who, 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 who you brought. You don't be dancing with everybody else. You know, that's just rude. If, if, you're, if you're riding across a stream on a horse, you don't change horses midstream. You work with who you have working with you. I remember years ago, Jim Rohn taught me this. He said that Rohn, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn, you get three YouTube videos all over the place. Now, they people have gone in and copied this stuff and monetized it, but just – you have to kind of choke through the commercials, but it's really good teaching, especially the stuff on personal development. And, and Jim Rohn said it this way. He goes, 80% of the people that you talk to are, are going to support you 20% of the time, and 20% of the people are going to support you 80% of the time. A nationally known evangelist that I know, he basically said it this way. He says 25% of the people, if you have 100 people in a room, are going to hate you. No matter what you do, they're going to hate you. Make, you can give them money. You do, they make a difference. They're going to hate you. The next 25%, if you give them enough stuff, they'll learn to love you, but they started off hating you. The next 25% are going to love you, but unless you do everything they want you to do, they're going to end up hating you. Then he gives 25% of them will love you no matter what you do. And he says the key people that you work with are the 25% that love you no matter what you do. I mean, I've told you before, I ain't perfect. Neither is Austin. And by the way, neither are you. And I've told you before, there is a God. You aren't God. I'm not God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're just human beings created in his image, trying to do the best we can in most cases to get through all of this stuff and try to help as many other people understand who God is. But the reality is this. That's why I support you guys that support Health Masters. I pray for you. And I, don't get me wrong. If you listen to the show and you don't buy a thing from us, you don't, get your tooth, you don't get your toothpaste, you don't get anything, I still pray for you. I pray for you guys all the time. I pray for everybody. But every once in a while, I will really throw a super strong prayer in for those of those who support Health Masters. You say, well, you're being mercenary. No, I'm not. I'm being real. I'm just being honest with you. If you didn't support the show, we couldn't be here. How am I supposed to pay the utility bills at Health Masters or at my home? How am I supposed to pay for gas? How am I supposed to pay for the fee, you know, the cost of this show every day? And that's how I look at it is that you know, you've got to learn, and I learned this a long, long time ago. You've got to learn to be reciprocal. And what I found of this is how it works. That's the law of sowing and reaping. And, when it, and here's the thing. The Bible, Jesus teaches it this way. You can have, you're going to sow the seed. So we're in the seed, and some of the seeds are going to fall on stony ground. It won't do much. It's not going to take root. Some will fall on sandy ground. It doesn't do much. Some will fall you know, among the weeds. It doesn't do much because the weeds choke it out. And some of it falls on really, really, really fertile soil, and you get a hundredfold return. That's a biblical principle. And so what I've learned is this. I just keep sowing seed. I just keep putting the show out there. That's why I don't charge. That's why it's not behind a paywall. You know, We have, we have a huge audience now. And I don't put it behind a paywall. I can say it's going to cost you $5 a month. Oh, my gosh. If I did that, it would be incredible how much revenue it would generate. I figure I'll look at it this way. If you guys are going to support us by getting your multiple vitamins from us or your toothpaste or your deodorant or whatever you get, you know, and you're doing that instead of getting it at your local store to support us and you do that every so often, I'd rather have you do it that way because at least I know we're both being reciprocal with one another. So thank you. That's what many people don't do. They don't thank you. I thank you for supporting Health Masters. 
I thank you for basically praying for the show. I thank you for praying for me in Austin. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. But guys, we're in this thing together. It's like Austin said, you know, it's that time. It's that time. It's time to tighten it up now. You know, we're getting really close to the breaking of the first seals in the book of Revelation, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how much worse we can get than it is right now, but that's how I look at life right now. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And I'm going to commit my plans to the Lord. Therefore, they will succeed. That's how I see my life. That's why I always bring you a message of hope, a message of hope through the cross of what God did for you because he loves you so much that he was willing to die for you through his son. This is an important thing that we need to understand that Christianity is all about. Without the hope that we have, we are totally hosed over, and that's what the New World Order is pushing. They don't want the New World Order as far as new stuff. They want the Old World Order back from way back when, B.C., before Christ was born. That's what they want back. That's why I talked about how the Haldron Collider today. All of this stuff is to try to bring us back to the ancient Canaanite religions where human sacrifice can be open in the air and people can see it. What do you think they're doing with all these kids? They're trafficking guys. This is a nightmare what they're doing with these children coming across that southern border and all the stuff they're doing with a million kids disappearing every year in the United States alone. This is insanity what we see happening right now with this weirdo group of Satanists that are running the planet. That's why we've got to stand firm together and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that we are going to commit our plans to the Lord, and therefore we know they will succeed. That's why I love that article by Coach Dabbeyer today. So I guess it got me all fired up. Well, also go ahead and finish it up, buddy. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys are amazing. And again, thank you for your support. Uh, you're spot on, my friends. And yeah, again, I say it a lot of times on this show, but I mean it sincerely. We appreciate everything you do for us, the emails. We don't have, I intentionally don't have ads, don't have pop-ups, don't have commercials. Because That's right. I hate that stuff, dude. I hate commercials. Back when I used to have TV, I don't have TV anymore. I haven't had TV in years. And uh, I remember when shows were on television, I'd be watching them, and I always mute the commercials. I remember I had people over there before. They say, why do you mute the commercials? So I don't want to listen to that crap. So I hate commercials. It's all propaganda. It's all designed to basically push into your subconscious with direct sales marketing. So you think about things when you're not even thinking about them. It's designed for you to go be consumer. Go, oh, consume, obey, consume, obey. I don't want to hear that crap. So I put it on mute all the time. But I know you guys don't want to hear commercials either. So I'm not putting commercials on here. Neither is dad. The thing about it as well, we talked about it in detail yesterday. Once you start taking monetary incentives from commercials and stuff like that, eh, there's usually strings attached to that money. So again, thank you for keeping Health Masters commercial free because we do it for you guys. And I appreciate the support because I know what it's like to basically be on the ground lost. I worked for a year and a half as a server at a restaurant when I was in college, almost two years. You know, you, you get a real eye-opener as a server in a restaurant dealing with some great customers and dealing with some absolutely horrific customers. You know, customers come in, they have 10, 12 people with kids, and they want 50 different refills. They make a giant mess out of the entire table. They leave food all over the floor. Their kids are throwing bread and sandwiches across the restaurant. And so, you know, $250 bill, you go to the table to basically bust it. And there's $1.28 on the table. It's your tip. And you're sitting there looking at you spent an hour and a half dealing with these clowns. And you go, wow, I'm making back then $325 an hour server pay. And I just made $1.28. 
dollar twenty-eight dealing with these clowns for an hour and a half. You realize real quick, I don't ever want to be that person. So whenever I'm at restaurants, if I get exceptionally good service, I get a server that's really, really good, I'll flat out blatantly give them a really good tip intentionally. And I'll let them know, dude, you're doing a good job. Keep grinding. Keep pushing. Set your goals. Write them down and keep going forward because this doesn't have to be the last place you're at. It can be. I know some servers still make a lot of good, really good money high in restaurants. But again, at the end of the day, they're doing the best they can at the position they're at. And that's what Jim Rohn's always said. Work harder on yourself than you do at your job, and it'll reflect in every aspect of your job, if you're constantly trying to push yourself further, if you're setting goals, if you're trying to get your personal development further, you're trying to grow further, it'll, it'll reflect in your job and you don't even have to try. It's right there in front of you and it'll continue to have positive output and positive aspects in every area of your lives, not just your job, your personal life, your finances, your health, everything in between. That's why I've always told people before, one of the biggest things you notice whenever you're in business means, I've noticed this now when I've done business with a lot of different people. Whenever I have a business meeting with somebody and I meet them for the first time, if they're in physically decent shape, and I don't mean bodybuilder all jacked up or anything like that, but you, you would tell they're active. They take care of themselves. I generally have a better rapport with them, and I generally have better business dealings with them throughout the life of our business because they have discipline, because they take care of themselves, because they have goals and motivation. It takes something to get up at 5 or 6 a.m. every morning and go hit the weights or go for a run or get up in the morning and do 25 push-ups and 25 sit-ups and 25 squats and 25 pull-ups right when you get out of bed in the morning. It takes discipline, and those are small little things you can do right in your day that make a huge difference all throughout your life. So again, I appreciate the support and you guys staying strong and healthy. You guys know if you need anything, the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now. We talked about it earlier. Incredibly good formula. Be sure to check it out. You guys voted it. Won by a landslide yesterday. I was shocked. Ultimate Multiple Capsules and the powder were almost neck and neck. And uh, you voted the powder won by a landslide. So it's on sale now for over 15% off. So be sure to check that out. Vote for what you want to see win next week as well. And also, too. Fit Food Powder, Protein Powder, New Zealand Whey Protein. That will be on sale for the rest of the day. I'll be pulling that off later on the day because inventory starting to burn through on that. So I had to move some stuff out of the way as the new batch came in. And also to the Berberine Ultimate, our Ultimate Blood Sugar Formula. That's our Berberine, Dihydroberberine. Incredibly good for blood sugar and burning body fat. On sale right now at healthmasters.com. So y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Thank you again for your support. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 